The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to Dynamic Healing, with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Hello, everyone. This is Les Aria. And this is uh, David Hanscom. And today, David, we have a very, very important topic. This is um, one of those hot topics this time of the year. And it's about dealing with the holidays, chronic pain, and well, let's just face it, family triggers. So I was talking to Les before this podcast, and for me, when I was in chronic pain, the holidays were some of the worst experiences of my life, because the one ray of hope I had as a kid was Christmas. I had a little bit of fun at Christmas in spite of, of a crazy abusive childhood. Just the lights and the holiday spirit just somehow lifted everything for me. And then when, when I went into chronic pain, even that was taken away from me. And in fact, it was reversed. So we have a series coming up here called Happy Holidays Not. And so today we're, we're going to focus on just an overview of the family triggers. And here's the deal. There's lots of things come about Christmas stress, et cetera, et cetera. But we, we want to dive in really deeply about what actually happens from a neuroscience standpoint, psychological standpoint, relationship standpoint, when you're actually in the holidays and why they are, they can be so miserable. So for me personally, Thanksgiving and Christmas was the worst part of my chronic pain, chronic pain experience. And David, this is, uh, this is very common. And I gotta, I gotta say this to you um, and others and including myself is we may not have grown up in a, in a happy childhood, or some of us may have had a pretty decent childhood, but regardless of that is some of us have, or maybe more of us than others, have these triggers when this time of the year comes around. It could be related to some difficult experience they have, they've had when they were growing up or maybe when they're adults or teenagers. So this usually fights our system and creates this stress response. So when we fear things, right, David, uh, we tend to create this chaos inside of us. And what I want to tell the audience is this, is sometimes a lot of this activation is outside your awareness. Right. What we want to do is we want to basically bring this to the consciousness to be very aware of, oh my gosh, what just happened right there. And so we'll begin our discussion here with this is like it or not, 
that holidays trigger people into a fight or flight stress response is what, what we call it. So what we want to do is this is recognize that when the past shows up in the present, right? When, when, I'm sorry, when the what now? When the past shows up in the present moment, right? right <clears throat> what happens is this, we may not notice it, but we will often notice it as somatic symptoms, which is bodily sensations. So for those of us still struggling with chronic pain, you might notice a heightened sensation of burning, tightness, achiness, other body parts hurting. You might feel a sense of fatigue. You might feel overwhelmed. So there's lots of cognitive and somatic sensations. And that's when you know you're being triggered over and over again. And when that happens, that actually creates um, sort of this wrath inside of us or fear inside of us. And we tend to sometimes dole it out to others around us. So just in summary is when we're activated during holidays, we go into this fight flight syndrome. And how does it show up for us? It shows up somatically and cognitively, we find it hard to make decisions. We find it hard to actually choose nicer words. We find it hard to stay in the present moment because we're flooded with past difficult memories. And the reason why it shows up somatically because your body chemistry has changed. So this is, so we tend to think of fear and stress as psychological, but it's your body's physiology, your acid base balance, your heart rate, your adrenaline, cortisol, inflammation. Those are all your body's response to stress. So why are the holidays so severe? So from an evolutionary standpoint, um, humans or homo sapiens were at the bottom of the food chain for millions, hundreds of millions of years. They're just at the very bottom. The reason for that is that 25% of your metabolic energy, in other words, the energy consumed right this hour, 25% of that is focused on running your brain. And for other mammals, the other homo species, it's about three to 4%. And so from a, from a purely physical competitive standpoint, so much of our energy was used to support the nervous system that we couldn't physically survive. Well, we survived, but we're at the bottom of the food chain. We're always, we were always on the run. Right, right, David. And, and the thing that, and sorry to interrupt you that, but David, one of the things we wanted to, to really emphasize is this, that's the primitive part of the brain. So right. what we're talking about is this evolutionary process, the brainstem, and then the emotional brain, the layering of the brain systems. So basically when you're fired up and wired up, right? So one of my famous lines I like to use is you're really not in the present moment. You are now in the past with old programming messages, memories are flooding you. And we want to make sure you're fully aware of these triggers when they show up and we'll talk about what to do. Right. So the way we came to the top of the food chain is that we developed language about 100,000 years ago. We started to cooperate socially. And so this human connection is what allowed us to actually go to the very top of the food chain, still going to survival mode. And unfortunately, this book, Sapiens, pointed out that Homo sapiens have destroyed 90% of every living species that ever lived. Jeez. And so we use that knowledge to go to the top of the food chain, but we weren't very nice about it. That being said, we do have a consciousness that's incredibly nice and expansive, and it's such a contrast to the survival mode. But the bottom line is we have a deep need for social connection. The deeper the connection, the better. It's tribal. Of course, families are the most intense tribe. So that's how we survive and thrive is social connection. But the deeper the connection, the deeper the triggers. And it's just magnified dramatically during the holidays. So I want to read a quick quote here um, that I'm going to turn this back over to you, Les. The quote is, again, we're really focused on Dr. Francis Peabody, who just understood the art of healing and medicine 
deeper than any person I've ever read. As we talked about him last podcast, his name is Dr. Francis Peabody, famous physician. His 1927 lectures lecture to medical students. And he understood the interaction between your environment and your coping skills creates symptoms. And so here's one of his quotes. The treatment of a disease may be entirely impersonal. The care of a patient must be completely personal. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Um, you know, we can even take that quote and turn it towards ourselves, David. Not just a provider, um, you know, trying to come to assist us completely and be there fully and to be compassionate. This, that, that quote is really important. First, to kind of slow disease down, we have to reduce the threat response and we have to increase the safety response or the connection, um, as uh, Porges would say, Stephen Porges, that is. And, and maybe that's a, that's a nice segue for us to do that, is what we want to do is recognize that there's nothing wrong with you in that sense. There's more right with you than wrong. In the sense that I want you to realize this is when you're feeling overwhelmed like this during the holidays, it is really important for you to connect with safe and fun people. And sometimes that may not be possible. I get that. You might not have a support system or a synagogue or a church or, or a group you may not belong to. And that's fine. And if you can't do that, then probably the deepest connection, and most compassionate connection you need to have and is yourself. Right. The deeper your self connection. So which means which means what? Right. So so when you have these difficult thoughts, emotions and physical sensations, it is the utmost cruciality for you to say this is how can I be kinder to myself? Because when you're experiencing this fight or flight symptom in your in your body, this evolutionary process, we also have another evolutionary process that David just mentioned is about this to be consciously be aware that is is that to be aware of something just showed up, something difficult showed up, a difficult thought, a memory, a sensation. Now the question is, what do you want to do about it? And so learning to learning to soothe oneself, not, not with unhealthy substances. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> okay, just in case cool. someone said, Dr. Aria, Dr. Les said, you know what, you could do this. No, Let's no. Let's do drugs. Let's do, yeah, please. No, no, no. We're trying to do safety here, not, not damage, right? Um, so what I want people to know is when to create a sense of safety from this to shift your nervous system from a, from a danger or threat response into a sense of safety, and that's called ventral vagal, if you want to use a framework of the polyvagal theory, to be able to say this is, what can I do in this very difficult moment? How can I soothe myself? And we'll be talking more about this later on, but uh, David, what are, you, what are your additional thoughts about that, about safety? And during difficult moments, it's a it's a tough thing to do and say. And many of our patients and audience members may or may not have skills, but it's about using something small, not making this more than what it is. It's important to do something than nothing to create safety. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the goal of today is simply to point out the problem, the nature of triggers, and a huge step is to understand triggers are impersonal, they're automatic, they're hardwired, there's nothing you can do about them. What you do have a choice about is how you respond to them. And that's what we're gonna be doing over the, this entire podcast, by the way, is teaching you ways to create safety. But the first step is to be, uh, be aware when you're not safe. So I just wanna tell a couple of stories. The holidays simply magnify this problem. So people look forward to the holidays, they get triggered. It turns out to be sort of a disaster. And I just wanted to tell a couple of stories of my awareness increasing about how tough the holidays are. So my first clue when I was a resident in Spokane, Washington, is that I was on the orthopedic rotation. And we noticed during the holidays that the orthopedic beds and surgical beds would drop down, but the internal medicine wards would fill up to the max. It was unbelievable. And the GI bleeds from liver disease would... Um, would go way up and the heart disease would go up. People come with heart disease and arrest. And so I go, well, that's interesting. And, and again, alcohol is a big issue during the Christmas holidays because when you're triggered, people drink. So again, people that already had liver disease would over drink and they would get what's called a GI bleed where the veins at the bottom part of the esophagus would just rupture and have horrendous bleeds. So the ward is full of GI bleeds. We had all sorts of cardiac disease, heart attacks, we had all sorts of migraine headache issues, just all sorts of things would happen medically. And I did not understand the link between the environmental stresses and physical symptoms. It was unbelievable. But I'll also never forget that same first year, I was, we had a residence clinic and I had a gentleman who I'll never forget. And he had chronic lung disease, chronic obstructive lung disease, which means you're, you have a hard time breathing, but it wasn't bad. He was stable on medications. And he came in on, I think it was like December 23rd. And he came in and he simply quit breathing and died. I'm going, what is going on here? Because I've been taking care of him. I talked to him, medications were fine. His respiratory functions, by the way, weren't that much different. Then I found out that his son in Seattle, he lived in Spokane, I was in Spokane at the time. It's about a five hour drive that his family in Seattle had not invited him to Seattle for Christmas. So I, again, I didn't understand the connection that much, but I go, huh, that's interesting. But now I know a lot about triggers, chronic pain, why the holidays are so severe. Um, on future podcasts, we'll talk a little bit about my experience. But a friend of mine, um, who is a, one of my son's best friends, and his father is a psychiatrist, and just really difficult family situation. Um, he has a brother and a sister, and he always had this hope that they could repair the family fractures, which is just fractured beyond words. 
So two years ago, um, he and his sister drove up to this town where his father lived, about a five-hour drive, and they were excited about it. And, and both of them, both his sister and him were in a really good state of mind. And it turned out when they actually got there, about an hour from town, they actually called their father, say, hey, dad, we're coming. He just blew them out of the water because his sister had done something that he didn't like. Instead of being excited about them coming to town, he just blew them out of the water and they turned around and went home. And I can't begin to tell you, and this guy's a tough guy, really tough guy. And he was so devastated. I mean, he was in tears. And you have this hope somehow these family patterns can be fractured and repaired during the holidays. Right. And obviously we have hope. We all want to have close connections in family. Everybody always want a close family. But I think what made this so difficult was just incredible expectations compared to what happened in reality. It was right. just brutal to watch. Right. Really David, brutal. David, David there's, a, there's a new syndrome I just created just a few seconds ago here. Um, it's called a Hollywood syndrome. Okay. Ever, all right. So the Hollywood syndrome is this is when we watch movies and Hollywood has basically said during the holidays, things get fixed and we get this warm and fuzzy feeling and we enter into this fantasy of trance of not realizing who some people and family members who are not safe. And one of the things that happens was with, with such a, a premise is like, you know, um, I'm going to use the holidays to fix the holidays may not be the best time to fix. I'm sorry, you call it the holiday syndrome is what you called it? It's called the Hollywood syndrome. Oh, Hollywood syndrome. Okay, got it. Because it's kind of like, you know, with love, with, you know, the you know the bad guy always loses, things like that. You know, right. and for the holidays, you know, look at all the, the movies that are coming out. And even years ago, I mean, think, how about this? My favorite, Elf. Come on. Come I'm sorry, on. what's that? Uh, Elf. Um, oh, elf! With, yes, where where he mends, he finds his father, right? Right. And um, everything gets fixed in the holiday. He leaves his publishing job and all that. Listen, that's not reality. The reality is this: if it happens, wonderful and amazing. But in majority of my patients and years of experience, is we tend to fantasize about things like that. And the danger of that is, the fall is pretty hard, and that does impact your body and your mind. And so what we want to do is exercise some cautions, some, some cautious behavior is, is people don't change that easily unless they're in therapy, unless they actually are motivated to let go of their hangups and you're willing to let go of things. So we want to be careful about that. But that's perhaps, David, it's probably one of the best places for us to stop here and tell people one of the best things to do during the holidays is to kind of check your expectations um, because that's a setup. We often have a ridiculous expectations and of other people and ourselves. And when we do that, we set ourselves up for a stress response and that will flood us and that will produce inflammation in the body. What we want you to do is have the reality that in this present moment, this is your situation and that's called acceptance. And it's interesting because I mean, Christmas and the holidays obviously bring out this giving gifts. In other words, I'm mm -hmm. thinking enough about you to spend time on giving something to you. So there's that energy, which is really positive. Then he contrasts that with the triggers is pretty rough. So the contrast, I agree. I didn't really thought about that. You call it the Hollywood syndrome that you're right. We're marketed all these things about happiness, pleasure, by the way, if you buy more, do more, which costs money, 
you're, you're going to feel better about things. And you're right about the behavioral patterns. <clears throat> They're powerful, much more powerful than good intentions. And so it takes repetition to change behavioral patterns. So all we wanted to do today was to give you a feel that these triggers are real. They're magnified during the holiday season in lots of different ways. I think that's an incredibly important point, Les, about the Hollywood syndrome, because you're right, these expectations are really tough. And what we do find out is that um, hope and optimism is actually anti-inflammatory. Yep. And then you get that dash, it's gonna be the opposite effect. So Les, you had, you had a couple, um, we're gonna do this on a future podcast, but you had a bunch of things to do to deal with it. And you narrowed, down to, narrowed it down to the top three hints of actually what to do this holiday. Yeah, I do. And I um, I wanted to pause here from the last comments we made towards the audience here is you might have a family member who might be holding a grudge or you might have an adult adult child who you're estranged from because of previous, um, you know, struggles with family rupture of the dynamics. So I'm wondering what I can, before I get into, I was telling David, I have a lot of tips after all these 18 years of practice. But I decided, David said, just kind of boil it down to three. And I thought, all right, good idea. Just like a surgeon, let's just focus on what we need to focus on. I'm going to give you three tips, but I wanted to offer this to everyone. Um, and in this present moment, I'm wondering whether we can just kind of pause. And let's just say you have um, someone who's passed away. Maybe someone that you um, have a grudge or resentment against or estranged from. You know who I'm talking about. And perhaps we can kind of do this. So David mentioned about, um, you know, anti-inflammatory um, choices and behaviors to create a sense of safety. Um, it requires us to basically shift our perspective. And let me, let me walk you through something. It's called loving kindness. And we have enough research to show that when we offer compassion or kindness to ourselves during the worst moments, we actually change our physiology, which then changes our psychological states. And that indirectly circles back around into changing our physiological states. So with that said, let me kind of walk you through this. And you can just be as you are. It doesn't have to get any fancy you know, positions and postures. So just bring to mind someone who has been uh, very difficult to get along with. And so now what I want you to do is this, is to create a sense of wellness in you Let's offer them some wellness. And it goes something like this. So quietly whisper with your breath as you take a breath in. And then quietly say, may you be happy. So bring that person in mind as if they're sitting in front of you. May you be safe. And may you be well. Let me do it two more times so you can really hear this. Just drop into your breath. Slow your breathing down. Find your breath. Connect with your breath, the physical sensation of it. You know, offer this well wishes. You don't have to, but to create a sense of safety, to create a sense of peace in your body, release that emotion that you have no control over that seems to kind of show up time and time again. So let's repeat that again. I'm going to do it two more times. Quietly repeat in your head, echoing, may you be happy. May you be safe. And may you be well during this holiday season. One more time. May you be happy. Keep that person in mind. May you be safe. And may you be well during this holiday season. 
when you wish and bless someone in that sense, you kind of raise a different vibration physiologically and psychologically, which then benefits you. When you hold grudges, it impacts you violently on the inside. So we have enough violence in this world. So how's about this holiday? We shift our perspectives and do things differently. Now, with that said, David, I'm wondering whether I can offer the audience three practical tips here. Uh, and as David said, we'll get into it in the next podcast or so and offer you a lot more. But just for time's sake here and practicality, let me offer you my top three. Number one, to survive the holidays, do not forget to take care of yourself. What does that mean? It basically means you must have a morning routine. It's important. Your cortisol level is highest between the early mornings, between eight and nine. We're kind of wired like that evolutionary because we need to go look for food and things. So what I want everyone to do is wake up in the morning, sit with your breath, whether it's one minute, three minutes, five minutes. Ideally, I recommend five to 10 minutes. Just feel your breath and intentionally slow your breathing down. The next thing you want to do as part of the morning routine is actually see if you can get up a little bit earlier to get some space away from everyone so no one needs you. So tip one, don't forget to take care of yourself and do not forget, David, I'm emphasizing this with you too, get some, <laughs> get some movement. So morning routine, don't forget to care about yourself, breathe and get some exercise in between. It doesn't have to be something strenuous, just move. Second tip, stop playing tug of war with your feelings. Come on, folks. Listen, when we have grief because of someone has passed from last year or this year, you know, David, your, your father passed away this year and, um, you know, it'll, it'll unexpectedly show up. You'll start to tear up or you'll think of a song, right? Like Bing Crosby when that song comes on or Nat King Cole, right? right. Those, those feelings come about. Maybe you're, you're crushing the pine needles and you smell that scent and it just brings about tears. Stop playing tug of war. Connect with that feeling just for a few seconds. It's okay to feel safe. It's okay to feel your feelings. And how do you do that? Just notice that thought, that emotion in your body. So take the thought and emotion and find it in your body. Put your hands over it. For example, when I think about my pops and I lost my brother and many other family members, I put my hands on my heart and just really bring them into mind as if I'm hugging them. And I want you to be able to just connect with those feelings with your breath. So the second tip is don't play tug of war, trying to push your feelings away and trying to pull in good feelings. That tug of war with feelings will set off your fight, fight or flight system. We want to create safety. How do you create safety? Learn to sit with the emotions just for a few seconds. It doesn't have to be for hours. And also when you're playing with tug of war, you're going to realize that you're drunk in the past. Come back to the present moment, walk up, feel the cool air, do things to bring into the present moment smell the tree as I like what David and I were talking about prior to this is, is one way to kind of bring it to the present moment. Look at the Christmas tree lights. If you have a Christmas tree or look at something that seems to bring about a positive affect in you. The third one I want you to, to do is this is ask for help. Ask for help. That means ask for help from safe and fun people. And if you don't have one, Definitely check in with your therapist or pain psychologist before the year is over. Come up with strategies. Make sure you know how to deal with the emotions because emotions are not bad. It's like a check light engine that comes on. How do you wish to relate to it? And as I hand this off to David, I want you to all remember this. 
it is okay to feel, but to heal, you must feel. David? You, you had to put that final lessonism in, did you? <laughs> Sorry, I had to slip it in. It was just the moment. <laughs> All right. So um, we appreciate you joining us on this podcast. And again, we basically um, reviewed triggers, the, the feelings generated by your body's chemistry or physiology. And they're particularly strong during the holidays for many reasons we'll be discussing in the future. Um, and the contrast between expectations and the reality of these triggers is really makes it much worse. And there's other factors we'll discuss also. And then Les gave us three things to consider to actually help deal with it. One of them is create some, some space and take care of yourself. Second is don't play tug of war with your emotions. Just allow yourself to feel. The third thing is get some help. Find people that are enjoyable and fun that can support you. And of course, one of our cardinal rules is not discussing your pain. So that's not where you want to go. You want to, you want to actually seek fun, right? Beautiful. So thank you again. I personally learned a few things today and I thought I knew everything. So I'm, not, I'm again, yet humble. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. I appreciate all these, these insights. These are really wonderful insights. And, you know, we all have had some losses and Les actually has some pretty tough losses also. So the holidays do bring us back to those losses also. So there's some tools to enjoy the holidays. You can't just do it with positive thinking and mind never matter. So we're looking forward to giving you some more tools in the next few podcasts of how to actually truly enjoy the holidays. So let's thank you and have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, David. And for the rest of you, we want to wish you a safe and fun year as we come to a conclusion, but look forward to those additional tips in the next podcast. Be kind to yourself as always. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.